Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, April 17th. U.S. equity futures are flat to up small. So S&P futures are up four points. That's about 10 basis points. Dow futures are up 18 points. That's about five basis points. And the Nasdaq futures are essentially unchanged. In Europe, you have the major indices are mixed. The broader SXXP is up about 10 basis points. The SX5E is off about 20 basis points. You are seeing underperformance in Europe in tech stocks, um, especially semi-equipment names, which are getting hit on reports that Taiwan Semi will cut its CapEx guidance for this year alongside its earnings report on Thursday. Also seeing weakness in financials in Europe, so banks and insurers are getting hit. And you're seeing some profit-taking in luxury stocks after last week's strong gains off of the LVMH and Hermes Q1 reports. Um, you're seeing outperformance in Europe in some of your cyclical groups, so industrials, basic resources, chemicals, um, and energy are all trading very well. You're also seeing strength in staple consumer staple stocks. Asia was pretty strong across the board. Um, Hong Kong and mainland China in particular, the Hang Seng rallied 1.7%. Shanghai Comp rallied about 1.4%. There's optimism in China ahead of the uh, economic numbers tonight. So late tonight, you get China March um, retail sales and industrial production alongside um, Q1 GDP. So there's um, you know, optimism that the Chinese economy will show further signs of a um, you know post-reopening rebound. So in terms of incremental news for today versus the close on Friday, there really wasn't much, um, you know, couple items to note on the macro front. So India's wholesale price index for March came out this morning, fell far below expectations, dropped a lot versus February. So just the latest example of intensifying disinflationary forces in the month of March. You know, this has been a big theme, um, certainly in the US last week, um, and it's also showing up globally too. So you saw the disinflationary process, which took place in the final months of last year, stalled out a bit in January and February does seem to have resumed in, in, in intensity in March. Um, and that's something I suspect you're going to see continue going forward. Um, China's March home prices rose at the fastest pace in 21 months. Um, you know, the latest sign of, of somewhat encouraging economic numbers out of that country. Again, we'll see a lot more numbers tonight out of China. Um, but I think certainly there's a lot of indications that the um, post-reopening economic rebound, which perhaps didn't occur as strongly as hoped um, you know, in January, February is certainly kind of inflecting higher. And you're seeing that, um, you've seen that talked about by a bunch of companies last week, including LVMH, um, Hermes, and then also Porsche out this morning with very strong Q1 results, including from China. So I think there's certainly a lot of optimism that the Chinese economy is, is now kind of on a clearer rebounding path, um, given the, uh, the reopening, um, and, and emerging from kind of that three-year COVID winter. Um, so that's kind of it as far as incremental macro news is concerned. A bunch of micro items to know. So there's a lot of M&A, about $15 billion plus worth of deals, including a large Merck acquisition worth about $10 billion. There is a New York Times article on Google getting a lot of attention this morning. Google's off about 1% this morning, talking about how Samsung could replace Google as the default search engine on all Samsung devices um, for Bing. So kind of just kind of, um, you know, feeding into this concern that Microsoft Bing is becoming a, a real legitimate threat to Google's search franchise, given the partnership with OpenAI. Um, you know, there's also a big Apple contract that's coming up for renewal with Google, um, where Google search is a default 
on iPhones and, and Apple devices. So that article is getting a lot of attention. Um, and then a few other items, including that Taiwan semi speculation that they're going to cut their CapEx guidance. You're also seeing in India, the Indian IT services stocks are getting hit very hard today um, off of the Infosys result last week. So Infosys had numbers out um, Thursday morning after the Indian closed, and then India was closed on Friday for trading. So today's the first day that Indian equities are really reacting to that Infosys news. Um, but the Infosys report last week was certainly disappointing. Um, you know, just kind of quickly circling back to Friday, you had, um, you know, the market was kind of, you had two sides of the bear argument. So on the one hand, you have the the hard landing people. And then the other side, you have kind of the, you know, economy is too strong. Fed has to do more people. I think both of them, um, you know, received ammunition. So you had the retail sales report on Friday, fell short of expectations. Um, you know, the latest sign that you are seeing a slowdown in, in the American consumer. And then you also had, you know, decent results out of the banks, which suggests that there is really not, um, you know, a sharp pullback in lending standards, in which case you're not going to see a lot of economic fallout from what happened last month with, um, with regional banks, in which case the Fed is, you know, almost certainly probably going to do another 25 basis points in, uh, on the May meeting. And that's really the, you know, the expectations for that meeting have risen. So the market's pricing now about almost 90% odds of a 25 basis point hike. Um, with the year-end funds rate at about 4.5%. Um, you know, so stocks came for sale yes, uh, Friday morning. They rebounded into the close. It was a pretty benign session overall. Um, you know, my views remain more bullish than I think most people um, for this. The, the three main reasons, the most important of which is this disconnect between the EPS and GDP cycles. Um, I think there's way too much focus on U.S. recession risk, not enough emphasis on what companies are going to actually earn. This is a very unique cycle in that companies are actually going to be enjoying a lot of earnings tailwinds, even as the broader economy slows. Um, that's not normal, but it is kind of unique to this particular environment, a lot of which having to do with um, you know COVID excesses starting to wind off for companies on the cost front. And then you also do have China. It's going to be, um, you know, the Chinese economy is 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 certainly enjoying a rebound right now. That's going to be helpful for U.S. companies. Um, you know, you also are having a um, dovish inflection point globally in monetary policy and inflation. It's not linear. Um, you know, certain and certain central banks are proceeding with incremental tightening steps, but I think in general, inflation and monetary policy are at a very important dovish inflection point. And then I think technicals, so positioning and sentiment, are still favorable for bulls. Um, in terms of today's calendar, you have, uh, the empire manufacturing index will be watched. Just kind of give you insight into the month of April. You have a few earnings. So M and T bank Schwab state street before the open. Um, and then JB hunt after the close, you have all the Chinese economic numbers, um, tonight as well. So late tonight, early, um, you know, before the China open on Tuesday, and then uh, you're also going to have Speaker McCarthy give a speech today to NYSC talking about his debt ceiling proposal. Um, you know, I think the market, you, you are seeing the market start to get a little bit concerned about the debt ceiling, but you know, we still have a few more months to go before you really start to kind of bump up very closely to the, uh, to the, to the critical deadline. Um, and that is everything for today, Monday, April 17th. Thank you for listening.